This identifies major issues that should come up in due diligence and so that nobody forgets about it. We want it disclosed because if it's on here and somebody has an issue later after the sale, we can point to this and say, well, that was disclosed. What if it wasn't disclosed? Now the buyer has some protection that, oh, you didn't tell me that you said, actually you said in here that you don't have any lawsuits. Welcome back to the Apex Business Advisors Podcast. I am your host, Andy Cavanaugh, joined by the co-host of the year, Doug Hubler. Doug, how are you today? I'm doing great. It's are, good to, are, are we going to do that every time? Yeah, pretty co-host much. Co-host of the year. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I like I mean, that intro. We, It's a signature bar. Right. Like if okay. people can put broker of the year on their signature I bar. I need to go back to my email and do that. Yeah. If they can put broker of the year and you know their, yeah. their awards, I'm going to put award-winning podcaster on um, national national right on the start of this uh it's just us it's been a been a few weeks since it's just been us so let's catch up on okay. uh on what's Sounds going good. on closings new listings anything what's on your mind yeah. doug well, what is right. on let's your go. mind i've got the couch here so we we talked about closings recently but i think it's we haven't really talked about the new engagements that that we're getting in and we've got a lot of activity so it's it's encouraging you know, I think what people are people will ask us, you know, with the economy changing, with changing administrations or whatever it is, they wonder about, you know, what's our business like. But but we are constantly getting new engagements, new sellers. It's it's timing, it's retirement, it's health issues, whatever. So that's good. We've got some good new engagements in. We're expecting some more in the next couple of weeks. And the other thing is we have a ton of qualified buyers looking for businesses. They're looking for strong businesses. So for us, it looks like, you know, with the deals that we have in the pipeline now, I think 2023 is going to be another great year. I want to talk to you today about something on the seller side. Okay, the uh, importance of the seller's disclosure statement. Okay. And this came up okay. recently. Yeah. And so I thought it would be a good time for us to talk about, first of all, what is the seller's disclosure statement? Okay. What does it contain? Mm-hmm. Why is it important to be honest on it? Right. Okay. And some real life situations to where these sure. things have come back and actually really saved a lot of people some time, energy, yeah. effort, money, and let the person that wanted to be upset, they could just go ahead and be upset at themselves because it was disclosed to them. <laughs> right, so, right. So why don't we start with what the seller's disclosure is? Okay. Well, I guess let's go back a little bit and, and you know, how this started. I think it's important to have a seller disclosure because there was a problem. There was a, a seller that didn't disclose some material information to us or to the buyer it wasn't found in due diligence. The attorney didn't find it. And so we looked around and, and thought, why not have something that a seller needs to sign that's going to go through a whole list of things? I'm going to read all of it off the disclosure list. But there are going to be things like, do you pay your taxes? Do you have any liens or judgments against you? Have you filed bankruptcy? Do you have family in the business? 
do you have customer concentration issues? Are you reporting all of your revenue? Are you reporting your revenue? Are your expenses inflated? Certain things that they want to say, okay, I, I want to know the real story of your business. And if I have to have a license to operate your business, I want to know that. And it doesn't mean if there is an issue on the disclosure that we can't work around it, but we need to know, I think we've talked about this before, if there's going to be hair on a deal, we need to know early how to deal with it. So we have them go through, it's, you know, it's, it's a three four, or four yeah. page document, and then if, if there are some items that need to be disclosed or explained, then there's a section on, on that. So, and this is a, a brand new engagement I got yesterday. They filled out the engagement agreement. Um, blue ink, they signed it. Everything's legit, ready to go. But they, but they put in here, yeah, need a, a license. I need a, need a contractor's license. Need a, certain permits. There's a warranty associated with my business. So we need to deal with that. So, and like you said, you got to be honest on this. The main sections are you're looking at business conditions. So mm-hmm. it goes back to, are you reporting your expenses, your, yep. your revenues, bankruptcy, the things you've talked about. Um, the other section is regulations. So what licenses do you have to have? We also ask about like, who do you have to have permits with? Mm-hmm. It might not be top of mind that, oh, you know what? We have an alarm. We need to have an alarm You're permit with the police department right. because they may have done that 18 years ago yeah. when they started the business. But this goes through, and, and it also is a it helps the buyer know, okay, I need to go get mm-hmm. these permits. I need to have right. this license. It helps the buyer ask the seller the questions of like, okay, do I need to go yeah. get an alarm permit? And sorry for picking on an alarm permit, but <laughs> do I need to go get an alarm permit, or is that something that's just – going to just transfer yeah we're asking legal stuff so do we are are you a union shop do you have employee contracts in place do you have any back wages or claims or anything like that and so we ask those questions so that people can answer honestly and it helps the buyer understand really what they're getting into this is the first document we give somebody after offers accepted right and we start the due diligence process this is the first document that people get, and it really can lead into what's the due diligence process yeah, like for the, the... So the buyer signs off on this saying they've received a copy. Not that they've agreed to this or accepted whatever's on here. We're just saying, okay, you've acknowledged receipt of this document. It will help you through due diligence. In all these cases, we want anything material to come out. We want the seller to disclose it. And, and also through the process, because some of these businesses, it might take nine months or a year to sell. So we may need to update this at the time of the accepted offer too. Well, I kind of tell them just go through it and be completely honest, tell it the way it is. And if you've got any questions on something, I'm here and we can kind of talk through it. In this case, they were wondering about, okay, the warranty, it's a 12 month deal. What do I need to explain on that? And is there anything material? So if there's something about, let's say, the office manager has a bad attitude, and she's a great worker, but she, I mean, she's kind of having a bad attitude. Is that something I need to disclose in here? No, it's not. We're talking about material issues to the business that are going to impact the business. So 
customer-related issues, vendor-related issues, things that may impact the value or maybe getting financing. That's really what we're focused on. Another benefit of this document, I feel like it's if you, when you were a kid and you got in trouble at school, if you went home and you told your parents about getting in trouble at school, the punishment was less severe than if the school called yeah, right. And had to right. tell. And and I True. feel like that's what this that's document really does. What yeah. it does is by disclosing it, if a buyer reads through this early in their due diligence and they see something like, oh, hold on a second. I didn't know the three sons worked in this business. Mm-hmm. I'm not really, I'm not okay with that. We either have a path to address it or we get out of the deal early. Right. Instead of it coming up, six, eight weeks down the road mm-hmm. when they're doing a site visit and, oh, this is my son, this is yeah. my other son. Yeah. What? Right. You right. know, so I think that's one of the, I think that's the most valuable thing is that it, I think the saying that we use is it gets the ugly out. We tell people part of our core values is telling the truth. And this document protects both parties. This identifies major issues that should come up in due diligence and so that nobody forgets about it. We want it disclosed because if it's on here and somebody has an issue later after the sale, we can point to this and say, well, that was disclosed. What if it wasn't disclosed? Now the buyer has some protection that, oh, you didn't tell me that you said, actually, you said in here that you don't have any lawsuits. But as soon as I got in the business, I got this piece of mail that said, you know, you were aware of a lawsuit. So you did have a real-life example of how this document came into yeah, play. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple, and one very recently. The seller called, and this was, it's been probably a good six months to eight months when after they've sold. And the buyer called the seller and say, hey, this piece of equipment that came with the business isn't working. And I'd like you to pay for the repair on that. The seller called the broker on the deal and said, I think, wasn't that disclosed in the, on the seller disclosure statement? Didn't I sign something that, you know, brought, I seem to remember that. So the broker pulled it up and in this case, it, can I say it was Valerie, Valerie's business that, that she sold. She pulled up the seller disclosure statement and sure enough on there, was the disclosure that this piece of equipment was not in working order and it maybe could be used for parts and the buyer did acknowledge receiving that document so there's the you know kind of ammunition for the seller at that point yeah so essentially the buyer's upset that they've got a piece of equipment that doesn't work mm-hmm. it was disclosed mm-hmm. so now they'd get to be upset at themselves right for and not they probably just forgot about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, nobody's going into this thing looking at for a gotcha, but they probably forgot about it. Seller seemed to remember saying about it, and, and he did. Another example from a few years back was something similar in that equipment was located off-site. It was available for the buyer to look at during due diligence, and the buyer actually never went to the location to look at the equipment, count it, look at the quality, et cetera. But it was in the seller disclosure statement where it was at, available for viewing, and it was offered up. 
after the sale, and it was probably a good year after the sale, buyers looking for somebody to blame for business not going well, and brought this up that he never saw the equipment. And we go back again to the disclosure statement, and it was all in here, equipment listed, available, and conditioned. So, you know, there really wasn't anything for him to to complain about. Have you ever had one where somebody did not disclose something and it came back? You know, once once we started requiring this form, I don't think we've had any issues because we've, we've made it very apparent, the use of this document and how it's really protecting both sides. I can't remember one where the seller hasn't disclosed something that was incorrect on here. And we've also, you mentioned earlier, we've had cases where we've had to go back and update it. Mm-hmm. That right. somebody forgot about something or perhaps a piece of machinery broke or something business, happened. Business changes in a year's time. Yeah. There's going to be an update. Yeah. When you filled this out, the car wash wasn't coming in across the street. Now they're, <laughs> right. Now, right. you know, right. six months later, that uh, piece of ground that was being worked on that you're like, hey, I wonder what's coming in over there. Yeah. Happens to be a competing business. For sure. The last thing that I share with my buyers and sellers is, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, I need you to disclose anything material. And if you don't, I will. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So we give you the first opportunity. It's better coming from you. Yeah. Because if it comes from me, what's the, what's the optics of that? Right. We, we, we really believe that if there's a material adverse impact to a business, then a seller needs to disclose that. Yeah. So, yeah. And ethically we're required to do it. So yeah. Always better if they do it than right. than we do because again, right. disclosing this it, it takes away any of the gotcha. Sure, it takes a, it takes away from the well. I found this out. Mm-hmm. What else are you hiding from me? Right, right. So, all right. Well, thanks for thanks for recording. Where are we going to send them? Guess to the website. Why don't we do that? At kcapex.com. As Doug mentioned earlier, there's tons of information education out there, including these podcasts. Our blogs, we know that there's a lot of people that are new to business ownership, maybe some people considering selling within, you know, we love, as we talked last week, we love to get people when they're five years out. We love to get them when they're three years out. So tons of great information out there, regardless of where you're at in your process of uh, looking at, at selling or buying a business. Get in touch with any of the brokers. We're easily accessible from that website as well. Of course, if you're looking for active listings and businesses to buy today, ton of listings out there and like doug said we're adding more to them every week so until next week if you're looking at buying or selling a business we got you fam i'm recording i'm making you record late today because i was actually working uh for once and so you know i don't, I don't thanks wanna, for thanks I don't, for coming in i don't want this you this afternoon you, i don't want to get you caught in rush hour traffic <laughs> I did tell everyone good morning when I got here at the crack of, <laughs> right. when I got here at the crack the, of two o'clock. Cra- <laughs> <laughs> we were all waiting at the door yeah. for you to come in. Uh, he said he's going to yeah. be here. He said he's going to be here today. He said he'd be in this morning. I don't have you on my tracker, so we need to we need to fix that. Are you going to put all the brokers on Life Three Hundred and Sixty? Well, I have most of them. On. <laughs> <laughs> Just I don't know why you're not on there yet. I haven't accepted your uh, your Life yeah. Three Hundred and Sixty request.